I bet that's going to look really good and sound real nice. Maybe we'll use that as promo bite. Just release that just for fun. Mm, promo bite. <laughs> True story. I can't remember if I actually cut it, but it, yes, last week's episode, it started with something and then I said some nonsense. Then I was like, ah, shit, let me start over. Eh, I'm probably going to keep it. I'm pretty sure I cut it, but no, I said yeah, I was going to keep it. <laughs> that, the, in there. The, which part? Because I said I was going to cut it a couple times. The, oh. Hey, with the thing. Uh, hold on. Let me try again. Ah, that part. Well, I don't know. I. I can't remember it verbatim, but I remember here. It's like, oh, maybe I'll cut that. Maybe I'll leave it in. But I'm going to cut mm-hmm. it, and then, yeah, and that was selling. Yeah. Very good. Cool. This week's episode is uh, it's a special one to me. Um, but before we get to that, I'm Karsten. And I'm Joshua. And I'm Barry. God I'm going to cut all of those. You guys have like these five-second. They, they have five-second <laughs> pauses that are all going to get post-opt right next to each other. So it doesn't really, doesn't even matter. Yeah, okay. Just fuck it. Fix it and post. Wait, wait, five years. I don't know. Maybe I'll leave it. Do you want to start <laughs> over? Do you want to? S- <laughs> no. Because I can no, do that cool. again. Nope. I'm sure you could. Just even a longer pause this time. We're just going to sit here for 20 minutes. So tonight we may be joined by Carrie. There's just some scheduling things that we're trying to get through. We we're we would love to try to get everyone together. This is actually an episode we've had in our icebox for a while. And the reason why it hasn't happened yet is is because everyone wanted to be involved with this episode. So I was like, hey, let's do this one. And everyone was like, wait, wait, I want to be in on that one. So it's kind of been bumped back. So here we are today to talk politics, and specifically about the presidents of the United States of America. POTUS. With the album, President of the United States of America. President of the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we're talking about Pot USA. You know what it is. Yeah. So this band is incredibly near and dear to my heart because when I was a wee little lad and CD players were like the coolest six portable CD players, right? You're talking about oh, the those were disc so mens, cool. like yeah. the five inch thick CD player that ran on four batteries for two minutes worth of listening before. It cra- okay. Wasn't that bad? I know Barry, you're going to say, actually the state of the art technology, if you can't listen to it, suck my smash. No, but I, I, I'm just saying I had an in dash CD player that I put in my 1986 Buick that, uh, before, just before I bought this album. Cool. Uh, so the Discman, <laughs> which I was specifically referring to was all the rage. And I was in elementary school, so I couldn't put anything in the dash of my 80-something Hoosie, what's it, because I was still a small child. And I was in, again, third to fifth grade, somewhere in there. We did an overnight trip as a school out to another part of the state. And while we were traveling, there were like three kids that had Discmans, and they just got passed up and down because everyone wanted to try out this dope technology. And so dope. So dope. And uh, actually, I think it was probably gnarly or, or rad because, you know, sometimes you got to catch definitely on when it's not like 10 rad. years too late. Rad was what cassette players were. Yeah, I get it for you, but I can still live in an existence where everything's still 10 years old. Like things can take time to get to and from this. Oh, I'm sorry, Barry. I don't know if you understand. This was before the internet when we didn't just jump on Facebook to know what cool vernacular was used. Dude. Mind you, I was also in fucking middle school. Okay, first of all, this was not <laughs> before elementary the school. fucking internet. This came out my freshman year of college. Was I was using Netscape. Facebook, though. It was definitely uh, before Facebook. Yeah, right. But I was using Netscape <laughs> and that was on the fucking internet. 
good one. And I got an AOL disc that I could use to get free hours and shit. <laughs> oh, man, it was dope. Juno was all mine. Yeah. Juno. Did oh, you have Juno. Airwalks? Did you have Airwalks? I did no. have Airwalks, yeah. Mm. I still have Airwalks. I mean, nice. The Airwalk 1, that shoe, before it was owned by Payless, like the the cool, dope shoe. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. Get. <laughs> it was, it really was. It was, it was like that and like Doc Martin boots. Yeah. Cool. Oh, Doc Martens, yeah. Those were yeah. the things they have in nineteen. And then you just put like one little scuff on them and then you were cool. And Jinko jeans. Barry, you look like a guy that would really appreciate not ever owning a pair of Jinko jeans. No. <laughs> Never wanted a pair? No. By ninety five I was set, Levi's. Nice. Anyway, so Discmans were getting passed up and down the bus of this elementary school um, trip. And there was this one guy, Bo, and he was a friend, and his dad had gotten him this album. And Bo wasn't sharing his Discman because he didn't trust people, but he let me listen to it, which you is know, his I first like judgment Bo. problem. Well, until, until he trusted you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and this album... Oh, man, it was great. So I've shared before that my family was pretty particular about the kind of music I could listen to. But for hours and hours, for multiple sets of AA batteries, I listened (laughs) to the presence of the United States of America. And I remember the emotion and the joy that I had from this. And so it will always be near and dear to my heart. Anyways, here we are. Pot USA, here here we can go. Uh, how, I just got to say, it, it was a special time when one of when I I don't know how high this went up in the charts, but it was uh, it was a great album in my mind, and the first words on it are meow 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 meow. I mean, yes. much different time than today. So we're talking about that first. So the, I'm just trying to paint, paint a picture of this for people who aren't familiar with this album. Presence of the United States of, of America existed while Nirvana existed, which is kind <laughs> of a funny thing to understand. Both out of Seattle. Now, grunge had been huge, but Seattle has always kind of been a music town. And part of it was mm-hmm. like way back, way, way, 50s, 60s, earlier, it's the port cities where you would see huge spikes in music before it would yep. actually travel inland. So, always been a big music community. The and, Kingsman. Yep. And and they they're listed as an influence for the presence of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what's what's kind of funny is in a lot of cases if you're looking more historical, I think that the music by President of the United States of America was probably more in tune with some of the Seattle sound than the pocket and the bubble of grunge, which I think more people associate with. Now part of it because that angst was capturing feelings of a whole generation. That sound is so iconic. When you talk about that entry of Smells Like Teen Spirit, it is like the anthem to that age. But not everyone wants all of their emotion. It's kind of like The Cure, looking back. Cure's a great band, but honestly, more people are going to pull up the Michael Jackson than The Cure, who, again, existed at the same time, which is a weird thing to think about. So, um, President of the United States of America... They have re- they record some of this um, in advance. They release a demo tape. It's a 10-track demo tape that they sell out of like the back of their cars behind shows. 
I believe there's stories of it being sold by the front man behind the bar that he was working at, but the tape really got a lot of success. Now, in research, they described it as they didn't market to like kids, like 18-year-olds, because they just couldn't imagine kids liking their music, but instead <laughs> marketing to like late 20s, which even now, like you listen to them, like, okay, that's kind of funny. But then as the song kind of progressed, they got a bunch of airplay on MTV. They got a bunch of, like, it became a commercial success. So in a lot of cases, it was still being popular, but it was, it, it seemed kind of like that whole idea of when you have coming out of that huge grunge movement, here comes presence of the United States of America in, in a fury. And I imagine that to me, it kind of felt like uh, those that were in the, in, in the zone of, you know, the zeitgeist at the time, I imagine that the first people to buy that album were like buying it with the shame of like, I love this thing, but I'm not going to tell everyone kind of like, I don't want everyone to know that I own, you know, Justin Timberlake album or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you have it. I have it. I guess we all have it. I guess this is cool now. Yeah. Like I, I I gotta say, uh, my, my experience with this was like, I was, you know, going into my freshman year of college and I distinctly remember, you know, having a bong passed in front of me while I'm trying to watch the, the uh, lump video on a 13 inch TV in a shitty dorm room. And, uh, it was, you know, and everybody was like, shh, quiet. We like the song, turn it up. And, uh, that was, I don't know why, but this guy didn't have his TV hooked to a stereo where, so we were looking at listening to it through his TV uh, speakers, but, uh, it the the president's was a huge influence, you know, like on on campus. I remember at that time, like just being in college, a freshman in college, and you know everybody, whether you liked Metallica or grunge or whatever, seemed to have the CD. You know, you'd go to different people's ap- apartments or dorm rooms, and everybody had this fucking CD. It's probably why it's the only CD I had in college that wasn't stolen. So real quick. That's because also you nobody inhale. wanted to know that they had that one. <laughs> they didn't want anybody to know it. Yeah, That's I don't fair. know about you guys, but I, you know, I didn't walk around ashamed of myself all the time. Oh, yeah, me neither. Uh, except for no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> laundry list of things. Um, yeah. So it was released in '95. I don't think we've actually said that yet. But like, you're looking at Kurt Cobain's te- death not long afterwards. You're sitting here right in. Right in that era, music coming out of the same location, not saying that they're like, it's crazy to have other types of music come out, but they were just, had a very interesting sound about them. Um, Say, I just, I just want to put a, an FYI, just because, you know, we'll get inundated by our, our email. Kurt Cobain died in April of 94. Yeah. And then a year later, when this came out. Oh, I thought you meant a year after. And then 25 years out. later, okay. no, the same month, okay, Sorry. COVID hit. Okay, now also, <laughs> it was March. If we're that looking, COVID. I believe this was all covered in an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so kind of rug- running through this, first track on the album is Kitty. I'm going to jump forward. In 2004, I had an opportunity to see this band. And they were playing at like a family friendly friendly concert in the park that was ticketed <laughs> in Portland, Oregon. And I went with a group of friends 
And as they were performing Kitty, it was like they opened with it, they get like part of the way through the song, and right before they start screaming, fuck you, they stop. And they were like, how are you all doing tonight? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So this is what the song's being done now. I get it. Like, it's family friendly, you know? And they were like, yeah, we're having fun here. Hey, I just want to know, like, you know, we're, we're an old band. You know, like, we've broken up. We're back together. So, you know, like, how many of you guys are, like, knew us back then? And people start cheering. And they go, oh, how many of you guys are new to the band, new, new, new and familiar to us? And there's a little scream. And then they go, and how many of you guys are, like, under 18 and, like, been dragged along here and you hear a scream they go all right now all the older people cover the ears for this part and immediately in the beat just right back into it fuck you kitty oh my god it was beautiful i love it (laughs) like honestly one of my favorite moments at a concert where you're like oh you're avoiding it oh no you're just leaning right the hell into it i'm on board this is great (laughs) so yeah uh kitty about uh cat dependence and like emotional connections to cats and of course having the shit scratched out of you by a cat because that's that's what you do right josh well right that's yeah i mean you know when i was when i was listening to this just today i was like this is kind of like you know you know trying to look at the beauty of nature but not being able to touch it because as soon as you touch it it goes to shit and then i was like oh wait no cats are just evil bitches yeah they are they're the worst at least that's what my dog absolutely okay now that we're done listening to barry talk about touching himself with cats (laughs) 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 so you were talking about lump earlier and in a dorm room with bongs and all i could think of was that was how gump was written Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. weird and yeah, and so you know the band is good when Weird Al covers them before it was cool to cover bands with a parody song. Barry has to flex every bit of his knowledge, so you see his pissed-off look that's going to tell you, listen, Weird Al's been around so much longer, and no, Dr. I'm just, Demento. I'm just wondering and exactly blah, blah, when you think blah, Weird Al started. I mean, you know, he did have a cover of Bad, which came out. In the 80s. Yeah, so. and so that's Which when was Jackson in was good. no way had anything to do with what Josh <laughs> just said. It was just that Barry has to flex his knowledge, Whatever. where Josh says, you know they're good when they get this success, Barry. <laughs> Barry's already like, why the fuck do I hang out with you people? I want to go back to recording, <laughs> Carrie. I hate this so much. <laughs> yeah. And more, yeah. more, he's really just like, his middle finger is underneath the screen, just like, God damn it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, baby, it's cold outside. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. So, l- really, if you want to talk about, like, there are three big hits off that album, the ones that really stick out. You have Kitty, which we've already talked about, which is probably their, yep. their number three, kind of working up. Then we would have Lump. Um mm-hmm. Which I think that what I always found funny is like Lump is already kind of a it's just a weird song. Like it's not it's it's good, but it's a weird song. And I remember when I was a child listening to Gump and Lump and going, you know, I understand that Gump is the parody, but also at the same time, in a lot of cases, it makes more sense than Lump does, (laughs) which is just kind of a weird thing because both of them are just so weird right no but they're so they're it's just kind of a weird song which again like if you're looking at coming out of a really really deep angst and anger on the radio coming into this like something else 
it 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 performed well about there i guess you were you were much more i was a child you were not what do you have to say about <laughs> lump on the radio at the time i don't know i thought it you know lump doesn't make sense you know word for word but when you listen to the lyrics going through you can kind of see just this idea progress so mm-hmm. yeah it's not a, a it's it's like any of those pop songs that make it where it makes just enough sense that you're like yeah and then you, you try to ask well, what does that mean to you and if you're drunk enough you can talk about it for an hour but <laughs> that's is that a problem <laughs> are we not drunk enough okay so i have to quick put in a tangent here i have a coworker who i was talking to a while ago and he was like man uh i know you listen to lyrics i don't do that but now i've started I've really grown to dislike a lot of songs I like if I actually pay attention to what the lyrics are about. I just focus on the beat. Like, yeah, it sucks. Welcome to the uh, the glass-shattering moment where you just can't look back on some songs. Like when you know <laughs> LFO Summer Girls, I like the color purple macaroni and cheese. I cannot ever unhear that. Once you know, you know. <laughs> okay, so with Lump, it tells a story. It's a very clear story. It's just weird and out there Mm -hmm. and i'm happy to go into it a little bit further if we want to talk about gump a little bit but kind of just jumping through those top three i want to hit to that number one peaches and peaches has like everyone has stories about what it is about what it isn't about and it's about I ninjas. Every single yeah, I was gonna say it's about ninjas. What what the fuck are you talking about? Everybody I apologize. Knows about ninjas. Yes, millions of ninjas. If you replace it, if you replace the word peaches with ninjas, it's such a great song <laughs> in every <laughs> single way, and that's all you want to listen to is the song ninjas. Like, um, <sighs> I'm moving to the country. I'm gonna eat a lot of ninjas. Obviously great so josh at this point are we to believe that he's never seen the music video i have seen the music video no i, I and there's I, a lot of i believe that he that he's seen it i think he's just messing with us but yes okay <laughs> no i yes. mean you know it's a it's a great picture of the state of uh peaches in uh the all of a sudden my printer's come alive uh the state of peaches in our uh you know in, in the economy at the time you know talking about you can get them from a can they're put down there by a man in a factory downtown i mean it really spells out how they get there gives Real you an quick, idea if what you, you can do with them your little way what would you do oh i'd eat sun-soaked peaches in the shade mm, i would have gone eating peaches every day mm. but yes i mean yeah I, I would as well um also yes music video Tons of ninjas. I also love just like it's so nineties in that you're like, okay, the band has this like aerial shot, kind of like you know, just looking over the band. We're gonna play some things, and it's like, oh, this doesn't look anything like how are we supposed to know this about peaches? Yeah, can someone just grab like a box of peaches, just like set it down in the middle of us? There. Yep. Well, people the are stupid, they'll like watch all this. The but... cans the cans of peaches that are in the trees growing mm-hmm. off of the trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like th- those were placed there by a man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and everything about this is is it is completely away from the world of the 
the angsty thing. So the lead singer, I think that we, we watched this clip together, actually, where he was talking about how he never associated with a lot of the angst and sadness because he had a pretty good life. Which is kind of like, it's weird when you think about music where it's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, it must have been terrible. Like, you had to grow up with whatever, or so-and-so died, or you worked through all this adversity. And they're like, nah, we just, you know, we just like having fun. And right. uh, music is fun and neat, and therefore we will do it. Which is why so you can have music peaches. videos with peaches <laughs> and ninjas and cans <laughs> and what the hell. And that's just, you know what, fuck, what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. Take your baggage home. That's not what's going on here. Listen, well, we grew thing. up in Seattle. It is sunny here all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, you know, you think of the Pacific Northwest, you definitely think of sun and peaches. Or rain and sadness, one of the two. <laughs> well, it's either sun and peaches or rain and heroin. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that album, Rain and Heroin. <laughs> that way, that was the album Nirvana was working on. Oh wow! Too um, early. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nope, just dark. Not too early. Not too late. Um, yeah. So I think that the other thing about this is, I've listened to this this album a few times this week in preparation, and if you hear part of Peaches, I feel like it is like Im embedded in your brain on repeat and yeah. it, it's so hard to get out not that i necessarily want it out because there are a lot worse songs you're gonna have stuck in your head than peaches by by pot you know, usa you know it's funny uh i'm just remembering the summer after uh this came out i was i went to a boy scout camp hiking for 100 miles with uh some boy scout troops as a uh, assistant scoutmaster because I was over 18 and I remember going down the trail we sang this entire album <laughs> with you know we had no cassettes or lyrics we sang this entire album everybody in the whole like 10 man crew uh, or from memory and everybody was loving it it was it was amazing everybody just knew it and it was happy. And it's like, I was thinking about it. It was almost like a Weird Al Yankovic song. It's, except for it's just not making fun of anything. It's like... Exactly! Peaches. This goes back to what I was saying about Lump. Like, it, it's, it's got that same type of feeling, but it's not, it's not a parody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. But yes, I agree. <laughs> God damn it. Why do you have to do that? Why do you have to do that and ruin it? I know. Fuck. I'm sorry. I was really excited, though. I will also tell you, you I'm trying to really search excited. here. I'm well, okay. I was also trying to look up the history of sales of peaches by year to see if it actually had an impact on sales of peaches. Ooh, I, I'm liking this but kind of, as I an accountant. I love this. I, I can't quite find it because I would love to see if the song "Peaches" actually had an impact on the sale of peaches. So that that can be our little side quest when someone's talking. If someone can find that data. That'd just be really. That would make me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I I like. Until someone proves me wrong, I like to imagine that it did. <laughs> I, I I think it did. I mean, because even I'm just King gonna make Hill, this like, essentially they Facebook had it in official. there with Hank Hill even saying this yeah. song. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> did he? <laughs> yes. Well, I hmm. got the statistics for the last twenty years, but that doesn't help us. 
Of Peach Sales back or the album? Yeah, well, Peach Production. Oh. <laughs> I mean, just so like trees with cans in them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, how many, many ninjas? Cannons? Well, let me tell you this: from 2000 to 2004, Peach this, Sales. This album was written in '95. I, I'm just, just calm down. From 2000 <laughs> to 2004, Peach Sales are relatively flat, but then there's just a consistent fall. Now remember, when did presidents break up the second time? It was 2004. You know, there was a little dip back up around 2010, but then from there on, I'm thinking that presidents of the United States better get back together. Or these peach growers are going to be out of fucking business. Uh, they're done. 2015, they said they're done, done. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Because they're not saying that they're old, but they're also old men doing music. So, I mean, I want to say they they did a. Let's see. They I actually read a thing about they did a performed a tribute song at the Nintendo World launch <laughs> event for Pokemon That's Black awesome. and White in 2011. And it's like the band had already been like around for 15 years or whatever in in the at the forefront of you know music. And at that point it's the okay, well they're not going to go on to be Rolling Stones. They're not going to go on to be, you know, the Beatles, they're not going to, it's too late. They waited too long to try to Kurt Cobain. So now it's just a matter of what is their future. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yep. Also that album cover with uh, uh, Bill Clinton, that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, so they were always involved with politics stuff. And so there is a picture of the band members and Bill Clinton all just labeled for which POTUS it was on the in the picture. Which is, you know, also pretty good. So I am going to go ahead and we'll just uh, talk <laughs> a little bit more about some of the other tracks here. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we skipped over Feather Pluckin', which is the second track. And I don't know if we need to go in order. We can just kind of talk through some of the albums. Actually, I'm just going to go uh, some of the songs. I'm going to skip to the song Body, and we'll back up. Well, I'm just saying, after you listen to the song the first time, it's a really creepy song right from the beginning. Yeah. Especially yeah, the last one, because the, the, I forget which one. What, what's the last lizard. one? But, lizard. But he's got water dripping on him. And, you know, you can have a dried-up frog or whatever, but a, a wet lizard. Ooh. The dripping water made your moldy body eyes open. Yeah. That's that's disturbing. The worms found a hole in your booty they could enter. <laughs> I feel like I should try to just randomly send some of these lyrics just as a text to my wife just to see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah. Valentine's like Day card. <laughs> just pick any part of it. Little <laughs> killer froggy, where did you hop? <laughs> You know, and I'll give this a shot. We'll let you know what she says. <laughs> Little. Oh, I might have it, boys. I might you. fucking have it. You've been working on the peach sales, haven't you, Ben? Yes, I have. <laughs> Dude, in the late night. No, I'm not kidding. I don't have numbers, but I have a, a graph. It shows, like, from the late 90s to 2000, peach, peach production goes way up. Like almost, I, I am almost really to 1960s levels. 
because from 1960 to 1980 they fall then they climb a little bit but then like in the 90s they just take off this is this is yeah definitely uh president's united states uh made uh made peach sales go up and just to clarify we're not talking about bill clinton we're talking about the real potus at this point okay yeah here so they went from about 1.9 million is this pounds i can't find my 1.9 million in and the beginning just before 1996 and it just spikes up to 1.4 million so, and this is peach production and consumption, and so production that was production consumption was is lower, but I'm guessing that's due to I don't know what that's due to. You'd think it'd be one, one to one. Well, not quite with you know shrinkage, but anyway, whoa, these whoa, are very whoa. shrinkage. Yeah, there's always shrinkage. Is you that know, the salamander theft. Yeah, <laughs> no, the 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 salamander was. Was was ex- expanding. Okay, uh, That's, edge of the yard. It was brown and hard. Oh, the salamander. Yeah, you're right. That's shrinkage. No, I mean this is a really interesting graph. I mean, basically, it is showing almost you know exact with the success of this album that the peach growers had a banner year. Well, fantastic. My wife just wrote back song lyric question mark. That was it. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Well, it lasted, I guess. Okay. Um, but it's a it's a dirty song. So there are songs on here that I would just classify mm-hmm. as they just feel, you know, dirty yeah. even when they're not. I one of my favorite songs on this album is Dune Buggy. I don't know oh, why. Oh yeah. But because it's a spider, why the hell yeah. not? <laughs> It's like this spider, and he's got his badass abdomen, abdomen sitting in the seat, pressing pressing the pedal down with his fuzzy little toe. Yeah. Uh, and those lyrics just like, yeah, go go go. Uh, Let's he's do got this. A, I mean, it's a great it's a great song. I good imagery. Can't get enough of it. Eight thimble sized cylinders. <laughs> Every part like it just has so much fun yeah. to it. Yeah. Which Old I mean, weevil. if you think about. If you that, if you think about those eight eight thimble sized cylinders, a little big for a spider because that would be a huge fucking engine for a spider. Uh, it just wants to go real fast. I know, and so does his lady, because mm-hmm. she's screaming "Go go go!" <laughs> mm-hmm. No, bull bull weevil's a good one too. Uh, that that one's. I I'm just like, is this one based on real? I don't know. Do we know that this is based on real experiences? No I mean, it's idea. kind of funny, but also kind of sad. <laughs> There's this big fat guy. He, uh, this is my life goal, by the way, to become Bo Weevil. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting in his sitting in his chair, and uh, you know, once a week, this guy comes by with his drugs from the pharmacy, and he's like, "Get out of get out of your house, Bo Weevil." He's like, "I'm comfortable. I'm good. I don't need to go." Hey, Bo Weevil, why don't you get out of your home? I'm comfortable here. I don't want to move. I don't want to leave. But we will get right out of your home. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, I gotta stay. All will some other day. Bye-bye. Oh my I gotta God. go to like, sleep. I just had like this vision of it turning into a country song. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 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 
uh, like just sad enough to be a country song and fun enough to not be. Well, then I think uh, we skipped over it, but Feather Plucking, is that the one? It's like the conspiracy theory of the animal kingdom coming alive. Yep. All the, uh, all the animals. Playing all the different parts. 10 million monkeys playing guitars, 5,000 fishies rocking hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's a kind of surprising, and I, I, I don't know this, so maybe you guys can il- illuminate this. But so we're not going to make it and kick out the jams, our can cover we, songs. Can we, I want to skip back here to, the pre- okay. to Feather Plucking real quick. All right, sure. Because this is imagery that I really feel I need in my life, and I didn't until right now. Okay, so this is mainly for Josh. For Barry, it's either going to remind Sweet Triumphs or PTSD, one of the two. Okay, music's playing, giant rip on the bong, flies like to fly because they don't like to stay. Oh shit, dude! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, they're buzzing in the ears of the chickens all day. They are buzzing in the ears of the chicken all day. Why have we never realized that the flies fly because they don't like to stay? Two-hour conversation. Am I right though? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm there. I, I don't. Th- I mean, I I just never really talked. Barry about didn't the know lyrics. song lyrics at that time. He no. didn't listen to. <laughs> it was just rips, bong, music, and background. <laughs> All instrumental, like no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, after the bong came past, I, I went to my my room and just put on jazz. You know me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He was listening to Naked and Famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great one. Um, well, bouncing on his dorm room bed in his underwear. <laughs> that's not naked. That's in your underwear. Well, I think your roommate was still in there, too. He was just, you were trying to be ah, respectful. Actually, I did not have a roommate that year. Oh, fair enough. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. Rips bong, strips naked, starts jumping on bed. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. And then he tries to put on Naked and Famous, but puts on Feather Plucking instead. Gets weird. <laughs> yeah. I was getting signals in my long, wet, cold, gray trunk. <laughs> okay, so here's a true thing. Like, um, LFO Summer Girls, okay? We did an album, or we did a whole, or sorry, we did a episode on bad lyrics. Mm-hmm. Okay, things that just don't really make sense. They're just kind of weird. I still defend not putting presence of the United States of America on any of those because all of their lyrics seem to within the world that they have created make perfect sense. Mm -hmm. So like as they're sitting here talking about. It's totally feather plucking inside insane like, yeah, sure. I I'm I'm on board with this. I don't have any questions about it. But really, the more that I focus on their lyrics, there is very few that actually have like a whole lot of semblance of like, yeah, this makes perfect sense the whole way through, and there's no question about it. It's more but just I think I'm just on board. When it comes to feather plucking, though, um, mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like a, you know, you know, there's so many conspiracy theories out there, and I think especially with the startup of the internet, it was getting really starting to get going that. You know, people with their own conspiracy theories could can communicate with other people and their conspiracy theories got even bigger. And you know where we are now. Everything's a fucking conspiracy theory. So it seems to me like they were like, 
kind of ripping conspiracy theories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rips bong. Go ahead, Barry. <laughs> and uh, and then it's all feather plucking and saying, well, you know what? Feather plucking is re- replacing, so. What? I don't. Please explain. Yeah, what, Motherfucking. What? What? <laughs> so, what? no, I just think poetically uh, it's a great song. Ben Riser, we are not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, is this, were they the first ones to put, because they didn't write it, but is that a straight cover, or did they release it and no one else... Who put that out first? Hello, uh, dear, dear internet. Let me do a quick search here. Yeah, exactly. Here. Uh, I think it was in the 80s that that one was released. Was it? I could be wrong. I just can't think of what band it is. I, I want to say Rush, but I may be completely off. And the silence while we all Google. Yeah, no, but I mean, it, it's a, absolutely a great rocking song. And the way they cover it is great. And, you know, the video they made for it is, is good. I mean, I was just interested in, like, is this a cover that they were doing on their in their concerts? Or does anybody know? Or, or is it just something they added? I was just wondering if anybody knew. No, I didn't know. I and then, know. and then the next one, uh, I don't know. You guys can keep looking for that one, but "Kick Out the Jams" is a song uh, by MC Five um, from the '60s, and so that was, uh, I mean, that's a straight-up cover that you know that was an old oh, song. That's that, right. It was Twisted Sister. That's who. That's who wrote it. Sorry. No, that's not. We're not gonna take it. Yeah, we're not gonna yeah. take it. Not. not we're winning. not gonna make it. Different song. Anyways, so. Um, yes, those songs exist on there. there you um, go. They're fun. And yes, I just didn't know so. if they were like, because I know they've done other covers, but I didn't know in other albums. But I don't know if, like, they were doing covers in shows, or mm-hmm. if if that was part of their the stuff they did. But uh, I just thought it was interesting for their first album to have mostly all their original songs, and then two covers stuck in the in the last third there. Which is kind of funny because it's like there are covers there, but it wasn't. I, I'm uh, things we won't ever know. Um, mm-hmm. It would be really interesting to go back and actually understand like why were they there, and was it like oh it's just a thing we do, or is it actually the this is actually gonna be our breakout hits is kick out the jams is gonna be the one that's gonna get radio play, or we're not gonna make it's gonna be the radio play. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. Well, the other thing is, though, we're not going to make it. It was 152. Kick Out the Jams is 125. Neither of those are going to make it to radio. I mean, maybe. We're not going to make it, maybe. There are some pretty short songs out there. Yeah. I mean, that's true. But I think, I guess I don't know the MC5 version, but it's like the tempo that these push on those two songs is pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. anyway, well, we've already talked about body, 
back porch. If you wanted love a it. country song, there's your country I love this song, song Josh. so much. I fucking oh, love this, this song yeah, so much. This, <laughs> this song, like honestly, there is not a song on here I dislike. Honestly, oh, no, like, yeah, there is not. No. Okay, so the fact is, when I first pulled this up, we're like, okay, we're gonna record this thing. I go through, and in my head, I go, all right, I know a number of the songs. Which are the ones that I skip? Because that's the thing. Like when you have an album that you've listened to a bajillion times. There's generally like a song that you're like, eh, it's fine, but it's not as good as blank. Yeah, we know, Carson. And then I'm like, you only listen to the hits. You, okay. <laughs> Whatever, but I'm just going to, just so, you are such the problem child with all of that. I love that on that episode, you're like, oh, yeah, you ought to listen to the whole thing. Anyways, I'm strictly pop hits by Britney Spears exclusively, nothing else. Also, Fuck you if you don't own a $12,000 sound system. I personally buy $10 headphones and stream it from my iPhone. Like, <laughs> you know, you are like a perfect example of what the internet is, Barry. Congratulations. You win the internet for, award again. I, I, I do it on, in person. <laughs> <laughs> you totally do. <laughs> you would exactly. What I lo- okay, literally, I love it. We're talking about Barry, and I was giving him shit about that after that episode. Like, what the hell? And he was like, well, it kind of depends. And I was like, no. What headphones are you generally listening to? Well, if you walk up and I'm wearing my $300 headphones or whatever it was, $200, what, the nicer ones, I'm listening to something for the podcast. Otherwise, I'm listening to my cheap little headphones, and that's podcasts generally. And I was like, yeah, generally. Yes, most no. of the time. <laughs> you want to back that one back? You want to step that one back now? No, uh, no, that's... I. It's like huh? right now I'm listening huh? to, uh, uh, what, $200 headphones there's that flex. For, that, are, hear that, flex? that are my studio headphones because I'm oh, recording. Uh, here, these are the and, Sonys. And all you shitbags that, I, that don't listen to the fancy headphones. But overall, I get that we have fancy headphones. It's not exclusive that someone has to, to appreciate no. music. Right. And right there, I am going to cut out and I will talk You're going to you carry later. us? You're carrying am, us right now? I am now? totally carrying you right now. Jesus Son of Christ. a... <sighs> okay. Remember well, how this was going to be the one where everybody contributed? Yeah. The one... It's literally like a Friends episode. Yeah, the one where I, everyone contributed. <laughs> all right. And with Fine. that... Fine. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. We'll yeah. talk to you later. Peace out. Yep. Um. Okay. So anyways, back to this. Back Porch is like... I. I would like to... I like to imagine that in the future... I will just be an old man and I will sing this song on the back porch whenever like the kids bring a girl home, boy home, whatever they want. I just want to be rocking in a rocking chair singing the song when they bring them home. Just set a real clear view of what the type of person I am. Yeah. You know, I, I was listening to it today and oddly enough, I was vacuuming the carpet in our sun porch off the back of our house. And so I was literally in the back porch while listening mm-hmm. to the back porch. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, um, we don't have a huge house. You've been in my house. It's it's fine, yeah. but it's, it's not huge. But that yeah. back porch has become one of our favorite places to go when yeah. when people come over. Uh, you know, we put some music on and have some beers and, and chat in the back porch. And on a nice right. night where, you know, cools down a little bit and maybe you need a sweater. It's just the best place to be on the property, you know. So, mm-hmm. Uh, as, as I get older and like, I always thought this was a fun song, but thinking about it today as a, a slightly older person than the first time I, I listened mm-hmm. to it, I'm just like, 
you know, this is really just saying you don't have to have a, a fancy bunch of stuff to have a fun time with your friends. You just need a so, place to sit down and talk and have a good time. And uh, and there you go. So in a lot of cases, this album reminds me of Fushumang by Smash Mouth, which was released two years after this. And I think there's a couple songs that kind of like, they kind of arc back and forth with each other in some cases with this album. And this is one that I kind of think about the, they both have the the nose uh, was it the nosy neighbor or annoying neighbor whatever it is the song yep. I can't remember right now, where they're talking about like oh when I'm old and gray maybe I'll this will all make sense, and then this one by kind of the parody of it is like the, I listen to this and I'm like <laughs> when I'm a kid <laughs> old guy and now yeah. it's again the, eh, you know there's, no, there's worse things in life I'd be fine yeah. being the old man on the back porch. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's just so funny. And again, I'm sorry as we've kind of listened through. I haven't brought this up. I should have brought it up earlier. But like, even though we're not gonna make it, what was the one on Fushimang? That that's the counterpart to it. Oh, you're stretching my my knowledge now. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Like there yeah. is that one song. Um, let's rock. Yeah. Like literally, these albums have a lot of like. Oh wow, there are some really good partner songs to each one of these. So. Right. I think in some cases, like their their political song on it, or they're, you know, they're more aware of the zeitgeist. You have "Walking on the Sun," which is a very politically oriented song, and on this one, I would say it's probably "Naked and Famous," talking about the just what the whole idea of "Naked and Famous" is in you know L.A. Right. and what that actually means, and you're selling yourself essentially where you want to be. We'll get there, but yeah. okay. Anyways, just it was kind of interesting. It's been in the back of my head. I was figured to bring it up. Um, back porch, love it so good. Candy. Candy is one that when I was when I when I was really young and first like listening to it, Candy was one that I never really listened to. Yeah. It wasn't that it was like bad. It just didn't compare with you know Bo Weevil and right the, no. the, the rest of the I weirdness would, of it. I would say that Candy, it's not a bad song, but it's probably if you look at all of these, the weakest one and the mm-hmm. one that still like you know, because each of these is, you know, part poem. So you're like kind of chewing on the lyrics and trying to come to a... And like some of these, you know, Kitty, you can come to a real quick, hey, I know exactly what this is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can take it like a couple different ways, but you can still be right. like, yep, this is it. And that's in my mind and I don't have to think about it anymore. And candy I don't have a cat. I can still understand it though. <laughs> right. And Candy's like, <laughs> Candy's like, what? What? And I kind of get it because, like, like when you get to the end, it's kind of like you've got these things in place where you have something he loves, which is candy, and then the devil is a dentist. So, like, the things you love draws you to, you know, it's like, okay, so you have kind of the yin and the yang. It's like, is he making a statement on capitalism or... um, Can I tell you what I thought it was when I was really little? Okay, little, literally like I really third, fourth this. grade me. I like to imagine that Candy was the song about Bo Weevil before he stopped leaving his house. Because <laughs> in my head, that made perfect sense. And I still kind of like that idea. <laughs> he eventually so lost his, you know, and then it went from Bo Weevil 
which is actually another part of as he he got older, he became the old man on the back porch. That was the yeah. whole arc of this person that I had. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right? But, I mean, yeah. like, you know, at the end, he's lost his teeth from the candy. You know, so as you're, as you're looking at the three songs subsequently in storyline, okay, mm-hmm. guy got the candy, guy stopped leaving the house, eventually moved to the back porch and has no teeth. Full story. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't hate it. Don't hate it, do you? <laughs> I, it makes as much sense as my. <laughs> now, can we might have had a, an hour conversation about what what candy meant <laughs> in that that uh, dorm room? <laughs> I guess I actually remember talking about um, candy and naked and famous with Bo. Mm. Actually, the guy who like we listened to this album for years continuing to unpack this one and that was like the first time i ever really unpacked an album was this album like we're talking about reading through the lyrics understanding them and like trying well trying to understand them in the full context that you can this was like the first album for me and i remember sitting in bo's house after he moved and we were listening to it in an empty room that was like except for boxes that needed to be unpacked and we're unpacking this having this conversation about like all okay so candy do do you think that there's like is it something else that we're just not getting <laughs> let's pull out the in, let's pull out the insert again let's read them again like okay i'll unpack this box you read the lyrics okay like this is so meta you were unpacking boxes unpacking the lyrics right all uh, while the guy is eating candy to become bo weevil to become the old man on the back porch oh <laughs> man I don't think Bullweevil's going to make it to be the old man on the back porch, though. Well, you know what? Honestly, when you're in your 20s, what's an old man? True. But he does say, sev- I think he says 71 in the old, in back porch. Mm. Oh, you know I'm 70 years old and I'm slurping everything through a straw. Yep, there you're it is, correct. 70. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, you got to crush my childhood dreams again <laughs> there, Barry. <laughs> Well, In look, case, I might literally. have I might have been paying a little more attention to this album when it Rip. came out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, so we, we, I think we both paid a lot of attention, just in very different methods of inebriation and understanding. <laughs> what you you were you weren't uh, drinking Molson Molson Ice and passing a bong? No, I wasn't. I know, mm-hmm. and I was in Oregon. Maybe I was living my life wrong. Yeah, I, apparently you had a different f- fourth grade than I did. Apparently, yeah. God, I mean, yeah. Um, real quick, just continuing on that story that I that the trip that we took, we went to IHOP as a school. Like we went, mm-hmm. we did this overnight trip. The boys all stayed on one side of the gym. The girls stayed on the other side, and the teachers lined the middle of the gym to see if someone tried to sneak over to the other side. And then in the morning. We went to IHOP, but the pancakes weren't available because they had some problem, but we could have waffles. So I don't understand. Like at the time we were all trying to like, wait, you can't get pancakes at IHOP. And they were like, no, they literally aren't offering it right now. We're like, all right. Somebody should have. That's weird. Yeah. And I, in my head also playing back, like, why didn't we have school, like food at the school we stayed at, but we stayed from a Friday night into a Saturday. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Right. Um, okay. Well, and a lot of times those are union jobs. So, so 
now, candy wait. really talks through there is a religious connotation of the candy in this song where you have the devil you have on the seventh oh, day yeah, she yeah. rested like it is really unpacking like is candy wait, supposed to be the religion doesn't that she rest for? and make ice cream yep that that's not resting that's fucking harder than candy you gotta turn that fucking crank forever well, the devil she made sweet candy took six days and nights to dream. On the seventh day, she rested, woke up early, and made ice cream. Now, the devil she must be a dentist with mm. deep jawbreaker eyes, red rope hair, gumdrop lips, cotton candy, candy thighs. thighs. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, he's not in here. Mainly just the female <laughs> devil candy. Yeah. Yeah. Whoop, Jesus Christ, get that off there. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> Clicked on something that started an I argument. actually want to finish reading this because it's just like yeah, it paints the picture. So it's that cotton candy thighs. Chugalava stole my body. The aftertaste stole my mind. Left me dangling down defenseless. Then sweet candy, she said goodbye. Now my teeth are worn and useless. My eyes too sunk to see. My tongue swelled up to twice its size, and all I want to do is eat candy. Candy. Now, what I find interesting about this, earlier, it's you're my candy. Candy yeah. is a person. Candy is the devil. Okay? Right? And the last line is, all I want to do is eat candy. Yeah. Interesting. So here, let's just go back to the first verse. The only there. part that I didn't read? Yeah. Right. But, well, here's, so, sugar's only sweetness, salt mm -hmm. is ocean tears. You mm -hmm. were my only weakness for years and years, years and years. Years and years and years. You little yellow sweetie, you were hiding in my jar, in a jar. Now my mind is gone completely. Take off the lid, and there you are. So, Pop. he opens the jar to get candy, and he loses his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've been in a relationship like this before. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, now that we've... I, th I think we need to move on, but moving on, going to back to the one song that we haven't talked about before before we go to the end yep and that's stranger which i just absolutely love this song you yep. leonard skinnered hat and me little keddy sat across wearing a velvet jacket wild orange hair and dark dark eyes i gawked like a 12 year old smidgen smitten smitten oh you're right sorry um just that's like a perfect fucking verse mm -hmm. like he nailed it he's like the poetry of this is is honestly like the poetry of this song is better than anything else. and again like i'm i haven't shat on any of the lyrics no. like they've been weird this one is just the poetry reads so well outside yeah. of the actual song like a number of the other ones wouldn't stand up as a poem. This one, the poetry of it, I love. I right. really love it. 
Yeah. I don't know if we want to keep reading it. But no, like, I think we do because this uh, next one is. You you want to do the, it? This one. Yeah, I read I'll most do it. The last one. Okay, cool. Sorry. Carla the stripper, straight from L.A. You seem cool for a naked chick in a booth. Let's be pals someday. In other words, put some clothes on and call me. That's that's a hell of a line for. I was 18 when I first heard this, and I was like, "Wait, you're telling a stripper to put clothes on?" I guess you could. Yeah, because they want to be friends. It's one of those like you're actually seeing someone for what they're physically I know. moving beyond. Like I, I totally get this lyric now. When I first heard it, I did not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got I, I got it, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. In in your years of, hey, look, I like nakedness. Let's have more nakedness. Why are we listening to this? Why are you Why are you stopping the nakedness? Yeah, exactly. I'm 18. Wait, you're putting your clothes on. Yeah, mm. but no, there's uh, it, it's just a great song, it, it, and it's not very long. But I mean, if you if you want me to read the next part, I mean, so there's you, not much left. I, I find so it's so funny. Two songs we've read lyrics to, none of the top hits, none of them that I would say are like the strong like. They're each their own individual part that really sets this album out yeah. so far. Well, and the thing is, the music for this, I mean, there's some fast parts, but mostly it's a slow, mellow jam, and it's brilliant, so. Mm-hmm. Slim Relax, Fine Wine at the QFC on a snowy Saturday night, Black Pearls, and I swear you were drinking beer. You were the redhead behind the counter there. I'm the one who fell off the chair there. You had your dry clean, dry cleaning, and I think you're dreaming. I saw you. It was incredible. Mumbled these words at you, unintelligible. My, 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 my. <laughs> my, my, yeah, hey, hey, who had, what time is it? <laughs> Which I, I love because it's just the, I, at the time, I did not understand the my, 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 my. And now, like, looking back on it and, like, now I mean like as an adult I've always loved it where it's the I've mumbled these words unintelligible I'm like oh now they just kind of like have weird <laughs> sounds going on and it yeah. really is like I mumbled these words uh, uh, my 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 hey uh, uh, what time is it like oh god that's so good yeah <laughs> I mean it just it uh, totally you know encom- encapsulates the the emotions of trying to meet somebody mm-hmm. and being awkward maybe drunk maybe at a strip club but it's like you're just like here these are the words i want to say and i'm trying uh, i'm trying that's what's going on there (laughs) okay okay last song on this track or on this album naked and famous yeah which we've we've talked about a little bit already tonight where it, it it really is just it's talking about like the the what what is the actual what what does that LA lifestyle look like from the outside and what is it actually and mm-hmm. the whole point of this is that everybody wants to be famous everybody wants right. to be naked and famous you want to be that 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 object of desire you want to be that thing and then they just walk through like what all of the things are that kind of go with it <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. What is LA? What does that mean? It's just kind of weird. And how in that tra- in that hunt for what that looks like, who do the people become? Right. Well, the other thing is, I mean, it, it comes back all the time. Those lucky suckers, they don't have to work. You know? I think we heard that before in... Uh, yeah. Oh, what was it? It's uh, God, the band. Do you just want me to say Dire Straits? Nope, I just got it. We've heard this before from our good friends Dire Straits and their song that is 90% intro, Money for Nothing. Yeah, it's a full 45 seconds of intro on a 12-minute song. longer than 45 seconds. (laughs) It is, and it feels like so much longer. You just hate Sting. I don't hate Sting. (laughs) No, but yeah. Everybody says, you know, famous people don't have to work, but mm-hmm. they they certainly do. And, you know, I mean, when you're doing entertainment, work is work is different. Work is getting to the show. Work is being ready for the show. And so it looks like they don't have to work. Oh, all they did was stay at a at a very expensive hotel. But it's like, yeah, except for they had to arrange their diet and their their sleep pattern so they would be hitting their prime at nine o'clock when they go on to stage and then well, they have to travel forever to a town they've never been to and they don't care about and all they really want to do is eat at a restaurant that tastes okay and no one's gawking at them well like literally you think about someone like chris evans playing captain america who for 10 plus years had to be in like the best shape Mm-hmm. That anyone could imagine, yeah. And you imagine it's like, well, yeah, I'm. You know, he had said that he wanted to be done with Captain America, and I was talking to my brother-in-law actually recently, and he was like, "Why would you want to be done with it?" I'm like, "I don't know. Want to eat a normal meal? Yeah. Like, literally, like, hey, I want to go and eat with my family, and then not have to run a 10k the next day to get rid of it because yeah. I had a a thing. Like, well, that's like uh, who was um. The guy with the big blades coming out of his arms. A huge Ackman. Yeah, huge Ackman. Uh, he was like, when I, I saw an interview with him, and he was saying, he's like, I'm done. And they're like, really? You're not going to come back? He's like, I've been doing this shit for 10 years. I want a hamburger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so uh, there's yeah, so Brit- much commitment to those things. From the outside, it looks so easy. And right. yet, you know. And yeah, you do have a trainer. Yeah, you do have a dietitian or maybe a cook or whatever, but it's still work that that makes it a little easier. And but mm-hmm. that's because everybody's got you've got a corporation hanging their quarterly profits on your album. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, your abs better be toned, Brittany. Do more fucking crunches. Yeah, we covered that one. I know. <laughs> it's a callback. That's why I wasn't going to hey. reference it. Thanks. Uh I want to try to get this quote from um Rob from Always Sunny, who got really jacked, really jacked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the it's not that hard. All you need to do is lift weights six days a week. Stop drinking alcohol. Don't eat anything after seven p.m. Don't eat any carbs or sugar at all. In fact, don't eat anything that you like. Get a personal trainer from Magic Mike. Sleep nine hours a night. Run three miles a day and have a studio pay for the whole thing over six to seven months span. I don't know why everyone's not doing this. It's super realistic lifestyle and an appropriate body image to compare oneself to. Boom. 
Rob McElhinney. Yep. And there you have it. So I, I think that, that, that that's part of it. Now, I want to point out one lyric that I feel just pulls out the best out of the song. I met a DJ who lived in seclusion. Reality <laughs> and sobriety were her only delusions. I love <laughs> that. Yeah. Because I feel like that is that is the thesis of this song. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I I always like that one and I I also like the the line the two lines just before before the end of kind of the end of this song there's there's a big gold dollar sign on the sunset strip and you can send your post and you can send your friend a postcard it ain't worth the trip. Yep. Cuz mm. I have a feeling well I mean just based on the president's careers they really put you know their personal lives first you know they made this record was very uh, successful they supported it then they were trying to do music but without trying to you know like be touring you know a hundred percent of the time they wanted to spend time with their families which is they, where most of the money is coming from is the is the playing live right right and so you know they i feel like they don't have a a huge you know, music career like you would consider because they're like, we wanted to do this. And once we got fame, we're like, yeah, it's not, it's not worth it. It's like this lyric, it's not worth the trip. And they took a little, they took the money that they could get and they go play shows now and then, but they really didn't want to live on tour buses or be touring the world or, or be under pressure to have the next hit album. You know, they kept putting out music. But I think they like putting out music, but it's not like, you know, some some uh, bands you, you can kind of feel that's like, yeah, they got their 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 producer, you know, breathing down their neck for the next hit album. And why don't you go spend the next six months in a recording studio and give me something because my bosses want you to do that. Well, and I remember when uh, in my you know, teenage years thinking like, oh, look at that one hit wonder who did it. And then they like just stopped altogether. And I'm like, man, mad respect for that person in yeah. my older years where it's like, wow, really knowing what that threshold is and go, you know what? I don't love this. I'm out. And I think that to this point, like the looking outside this album, the members did this, they released another album and then they just took a break. They wanted right. to be, they wanted to be a family and they wanted to have their families and they wanted to be a yeah. part of the family. And then they got back together. And then in 2005, the guitarist was like, you know, I'm actually out, out. I don't want to, I don't want to be in a situation where I have to pick. They had added another guitarist who had been starting to fill in for him at certain cases. And then he just became the permanent guitarist and the original guitarist left. Yep. And I think that there's, it's kind of funny where I feel like in a lot of cases, when I think about the, about this, 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 band they were like the dad band when they formed yeah and always kind of had their limits like okay we're gonna do this cool thing all right and now i want to go back and sit in my comfortable chair like yeah. we're good we went out uh, yeah you know it's like they didn't hit at 18 they hit when they were already a little older and they're like mm -hmm. yeah this is great but when do i get to go watch some tv right and yeah. uh they toured a while, and I think uh, it seems like they're 
they're pretty happy with their decision. I guess I we haven't talked to these guys, but yeah. uh, haven't yet. We'll see. We should. Yeah, that'd be totally fun. Should. That'd be a fun one. Um, it would. So I mean, like we're looking at like that the album "Presence United States of America" was released in '95. So Chris, the frontman, was 30 when the album came out. Oh, which he in was terms 30? of okay. like, but yeah. when you're looking at like music, that's kind of old for right. contemporary music. Like that that's if you're either like an artist that's already made hits that's releasing stuff, right. you're not entering the scene at that point. So well, that's like it's just like levels of what you're willing to put up with, mm-hmm. you know, goes down. Like when you're 18, you're like I'm going to Europe. I'm going to sleep on floors and and in a hostel and I'm going to hitchhike and and uh now like uh, I'm going on vacation. Um transportation better not be a hassle and I want a hotel room that's nice clean and it's got my own bathroom if I have to go mm-hmm. down the hall no that's not a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> it's well, just it's like, like the whole idea of I was talking with a friend about camping and it was the oh I'm going camping I'm like are you camping or are you taking a camper yeah or taking a camper I'm like do you really call that camping he goes yeah I am in this case but the inside of me every time I say it I die a little bit like yeah no I'm yeah. exactly the same way I've I've hiked hundreds of miles, canoed hundreds of miles, and uh, slept on the floor, or slept on the ground, you know, camping, really camping, mm-hmm. digging yep. holes to poop into, and um, I was like, yeah, we should go cam- camp, oh man, we should find a hotel that's got a bar attached to it, yeah. Actually, the one that I'll, I'll, I will say, recently we were talking about snow camping, oh, like, yeah. you know, snow ca- where you dig out your yep. snow, your cave, and you know, I'm like, oh, they go, oh, would you do that again? No. Absolutely fucking not. Like, why? Because that just does not sound like something I want to do at all. But have if there's a nice... That? Have I done it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I used to do it a lot. But, like, now it's like the... Would I dig a hole for a while in the snow and then go back to the hotel, take a nice hot shower? And, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That sounds fun. <laughs> we'll see. What I'm going to do is get a big pile of snow, build my snow shelter... And then periodically come out of the snow shelter and hop, hop, hop in the hot tub in my uh, in backyard, and then it'll take the edge off. Yeah, we're not young people anymore. We can't really hit Billboard charts at this point, Barry. I think that was that was the whole point of this, and we have wrapped that up very well. Boom! Don't tell me a call me a boomer. Just call me old. Yep. Okay. Well, if, if you haven't heard this album, you listen to this album yeah. yet. I don't know what will. You just need to go and listen to it. Look, if you hate fun, don't listen to this album. But but if you kind of like fun, listen to this album. Yeah, you're going to love it. It's awesome. All right, well, since it's just us at this point, I've been Karsten. And I've been Barry. Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's it's cold cold outside. outside.